If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search is I'm in the zone. Quang, quang, quang. Quang, 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 quang. Quang, 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 quang. Breaking news. news. So with that being said, the breaking <laughs> news that we have for y'all is this week, right? Let's, let's get this shit out the way right now. Welcome to the friend zone. We can look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental. Don't talk to me like that. Okay? <laughs> Let me let you know. So according to the Neighborhood oh Talk, but shout out to the Neighborhood Talk, shout out to Kyle, shout out to the Neighborhood Talk. Um, mm-hmm. JT, that girl JT from the City Girls, y'all know who y'all know, y'all know who that is, like Jamaica Priest She tweeted, um, telling someone they... She meant to say there, but I'm glad we just gonna read it as is, right? She said, "I don't know why that hurt <laughs> because you you understood it, you saw it, and you felt it, and you so you went, Ugh. yeah." So anyway, she says, "Telling someone they're getting skinny or big is insulting. Just say you wow. look good or something in that area, right?" I agree. So someone responds to her and says, I don't know if I'm getting too big. Let me know. I'm the type to look in the mirror when I've gained too much weight and think, why didn't anybody tell me? (laughs) So JT responds. She says, why does anyone have to tell you how you look? Trust. We be the first to know how we look and smell. You're not a child, but hey, to each his own. Unless we gym partners are setting goals together, keep your comments to yourself. And I agree. I don't know why this even had to be breaking news, but I agree 100% with JT. Keep that to yourself, but also let's recognize the value, right? Because sometimes we can get caught up in the in the uh, the feeling of being offended and not really realize the opportunity there, the silver lining there. The next time someone tells you, oh, wow, girl, you didn't put on weight. Or, Damn, dog, you, you're getting a little big, ain't you? You know what I'm saying? Be like, yes, and your daughter is fast. Oh, or, yes, my you know what you I'm know saying? What? Yes, and I love that bunion. Did you ever get that fix? You know what I'm saying? Let's start pointing out things that they don't want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? No, Guess I saw what? Kayla. Y'all know mm-hmm. Kayla Will. She on Twitter. She's super funny. She she tweeted in response to that and said whenever mm-hmm. people tell her she's getting big, she says, yes, girl, I'm catching up to you. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, could you... Just or open up the cabinet of relatives, right? Sometimes, Uh-oh. you know, you could give you, Ooh. I guarantee you that great aunt fat. People have grandmamas, aunts, you know what I'm saying? You might have a fat ass niece. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but you might have one. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're telling me I'm big, then let's talk about 
who in your family crest can't fit the sign. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and let's go there because ain't even nothing wrong with being big. But I'll be damned if you say I am. You know what I'm and saying? Family be the first <laughs> one to point it out at the worst yeah. times too. Fat family. So annoying. Fat family. Your fat ass great auntie sitting there spilling <laughs> out of the chair and shit, yelling insults at everybody. Well, God damn it. Uh, Beverly, your big ass, you know what I'm saying? You Definitely. <laughs> anyway, I just agree with what JT said, and I thought that it was a timely reminder as we move through the year. It's still early enough to have a resolution of sorts, right? So let's resolve within ourselves to watch our damn miles when we're talking to people that we love and care about. Please, and to also sir, check the miles of the people that's supposed to love and care about us. Don't be saying that to me this year. Put your foot down and stand on business like King Harris. And with that being said, <laughs> hey, friend, hey, Asante, how you doing? Passy. How you doing? No, don't get him started. How were your weekends? Passy, passy. <laughs> My brothers, how would y'all do? Weekend was great. Um, <laughs> I have to be honest. I told you guys that I was trying to do Dry January. I failed miserably. Oh, we didn't believe you I mean, in the first day. You got pretty far though. It's the what is I mean, twenty second today. You got far. I mean, I, I mean, I a couple times, but oh. you know, as Crystal as Crystal renamed it, it was more of a damp January. So you know, y'all was so I, ridiculous. But for the most part, I did what needed to be done. But I had me a good ass time this weekend. <laughs> what were you doing? I had fun. I was out. That's all I want to say. Oh, okay, what about man. you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I had a great weekend. You know, I had a lot of friends in town this weekend. For some reason, there was a random influx of people I knew in New York City this weekend. <laughs> so I ended up um, hanging out, went to some great dinners with friends. Um, and I had a really busy work week last week. Shout out to all the uh, people who watched Fox Soul TGIF last yes, week. I had a great so week. Cute. Thank you. Great week guest hosting. I left hearts um, in the chat. We were so thank excited you so much. All the soulmates show so much love. So if any of them are listening welcome to the friend zone we love to have you here um but it's a great experience with claudia jordan my girl claudia jordan and al reynolds over there at fox soul shout out to their whole production team um joyce justin everybody over at fox soul i had a great week um, and awesome. also shout out to carlos it. king uh we recapped the love and marriage huntsville part three reunion um oh. on- <laughs> and people people really enjoyed that so that's available on his youtube channel as well I was, look i was working this weekend and okay this weekend, coming off a of travel and that was every day yeah. with uh, fox soul so wow. i definitely <laughs> um you know let that coochie breathe this weekend what about you francesca how was your weekend my weekend was good. I actually took the opportunity to rest as well because it's been mm-hmm. a really good month. Um, mm-hmm. I told y'all my word for the year was discipline. And I mm-hmm. feel like this mm-hmm. month has definitely been an example of that. I've just been on my shit. Like, That's good. Eating really well. I'm proud to say I have not ordered from the apps. Y'all knew that that was a, a, a test that I was trying to put myself through. And we are 23 days in, have not ordered anything. We have been cooking all of our breakfast, all of our lunch, all of our dinner, all the snacks in between, just being way more mindful, working okay. out I love that. every morning, five days a week, just like really on my shit in a way that I feel I haven't been able to lock into in a, in a minute. So mm-hmm. feeling like my old self with some new self in there. So I'm mm. really excited about that. So yeah, That's it was wonderful. a good weekend. Evolution. 
I'm excited. It's going to be a good year. I can feel it on a personal level, you know, just like a good, healthy, personal year. It just feels like it. So I feel good. Hands on your knees, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I celebrate. (laughs) It's true, though. You got to celebrate all your wins, man. You do. Life is Mm -hmm. life. (laughs) But with that being said, do you guys have any announcements or anything you want to mention before we jump into the show? If you are a member of Patreon, next week marks the last Wednesday of the month, and we will be going live on the gated community it will be wednesday wind down patreon.com slash the friend zone podcast mm-hmm. um don't forget <laughs> 8 p.m <laughs> eastern standard time we will be live mm-hmm. for one hour if you have been you know it'll be fun if you have not been come on down and enjoy be part of that number laugh and lollygag with us be part yeah, of we the really chat. just turn up you know what i'm saying we turn up it's, it's, so it's fun, a turn up Mm-hmm. And it crazy. makes it more personal. You know what I'm saying? It's very much a <laughs> us and you type situation. It's it is intimate. very much more it's personal. Intimate. It's an intimate setting. You know what I'm saying? We be talking. And we have about friends that pull up. Carrie pulls mm-hmm. up. Our friend Mark, like a lot of our homies, mm-hmm. Crystal yes. XT and mm-hmm. JB in the comments. So Yo. it's a really good time. Yes. So be sure to tune in for that. The Friend Zone Podcast on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Friend Zone Podcast. That is the only announcement that I have for this week. All right. Well, that means we can jump into this week's Black Business Highlights. Let me pull it up. I actually want to highlight two of our friends, friends to the show, Wendy and Jess of Food Heaven. Hey, Wendy and Jess. You know, those are our girls. We love them so much. They have blessed the Friend Zone platform with a lot of really important nutrition information. If you're looking for that, I know it's the top of the year. Some people are reconfiguring Mm -hmm. their fridges and their meals and their nutrition. So definitely look that up. Friend Zone and Food Heaven Made Easy. We had a great conversation a couple years back. But I wanted to highlight a new company that they just launched today called Diabetes Digital, which is really exciting. Y'all know that they are licensed dietitians. Mm -hmm. And today they dropped a diabetes tech platform that provides nutrition, telehealth, counseling. They also accept insurance. Born out of their vision for more inclusivity, accessibility, and health at every size, especially as it pertains to diabetes, Diabetes Digital is now serving patients in 22 states across the U.S. and counting, obviously bringing nutrition care directly to your home. By joining Diabetes Digital, you gain access to everything you need for successful diabetes management. Everything from personalized, this is important, personalized meal plans to one-on-one nutrition coaching and even be able to join monthly support groups led by registered dietitians where you can, you know, share space with people that are going through the same things that you're experiencing. I love that. They're there to be with you every step of the way. They understand that living with diabetes comes with with its own challenges, and they want to make sure that you have accessible information and care. And they've made it financially accessible too, offering various payment options through their membership and insurance. So visit diabetesdigital.co to learn more, and please share that with everyone you know that it has diabetes or if it runs in people's families and want to do preventive care, just send the information out there. That's diabetesdigital.co. And that's Wendy and Jess of Food Heaven. Shout out to them. That's amazing. Yeah, give it up for them. Expanding. 
That's so like I love that. They're just always doing their own thing. I love it. Some medical tech is so cool. So mm-hmm. congratulations, sisters. Let's jump yes. into the recap segment. Last week's episode episode title, Big Black Wins. Thank you, Dustin <laughs> Ross. <laughs> it was our first episode back for 2024, and we talked about our month off and also tapped into some of the pop culture topics that we had missed while we were gone. Those of you listening had a lot to say. <laughs> Who stood out to you, Asante? I would like to show love in the uh, gated community, the Patreon streets. Yes. <laughs> Pardon Thank me. Thank you, Patreon. Alexis <laughs> Lady Lex Rich said, listen, Erica Badu should have been Shug Avery. The end. I appreciate wow. Taraji too, though. And <laughs> I don't know why I thought <laughs> Erica Badu was just such a wild play. But, but she did pay it. homage to Suge Avery in the on and on video. Remember, <laughs> she yeah, it was like a juke joint scene. Uh-huh. So it wasn't wild, like it was bad. It was just so wild. Like I wasn't even thinking about that because I didn't even <laughs> think about that. But you know what? Well, I, I'm here for it. Like I would, Suge like was to, a loose. I would like to see it. Suge was by definition a loose woman. Now they said it, not me. They called her a loose woman in the in the film. No. I said that's what Suge was. So what loose women could have played Suge? Naffy, Keisha Cole's sister, Naffy. She could have been Suge. A loose woman to play a loose woman. But yeah, it would help. Method act, method act, method act. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are crazy. <laughs> What about you, friend? What did you find out Porsche. there, Ms. Priest? Oh, so my God. I, I was in the gated community, and I don't know if this is a king or a king, but either way. I've seen that. <laughs> they said, I'm sorry, friend, but as a PK, which is a preacher's kid, mm-hmm. I want to let it be known the thought that a church kid, quote unquote, could be anywhere else on NYE. Is hilarious. Mm. <laughs> there was absolutely no other option. And you are right. Clearly, that is not my world. I was impressed <laughs> that the teenagers were at church for New Year's, but you're right. They probably had no choice <laughs> in the matter. But you know, Friend, they looked excited not, to be there. That means that <laughs> that means that the church people like A King was looking at you like, who are you sitting in the pew like? I'm over here impressed. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was like, look at these cool kids. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you look like that little white boy. Isn't <laughs> a meme. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Um, and uh, the you know? African man. Wow. That nigga from the Nollywood movie. Wow. <laughs> You're right, A King. You are nice? right. What about you, Dustin Ross? What did you find in the okay. street? Shout out to my boy Khalil, um, who actually just got a huge promotion. Shout out to Khalil. But his Twitter name is Sir Khalil with two R's. Uh, and he on, said, This is how NECA was describing Wendy's mother. And he quoted a tweet. They said, I'm so close to putting my brother-in-law's name in a shoe that was accompanied by a gift. This is for the ones on Patreon. <laughs> He said, said, that's how NECA was describing Wendy's mother. (laughs) Now, for those of you who can't see it, 
Imagine like a witch doctor, this you know what I'm saying, just... with the mask on, shaking a skull and bones, you know, hands, <laughs> fingers frayed, uh, robe swinging, feathers around the neck, and one Scooby and a half. I was thinking, is that a villain on Scooby Doo? That's exactly that what I was thinking. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, that's what NECA said. Wendy's mama was doing. That's for the people that watch RHOP. I can't. The last tweet that Which I want to share comes from. <laughs> No longer in that number. And you opted out. Yes. What made you get off the What made you, you get off ship. the wagon? If you don't mind me asking, friend, would you like to share with the crowd? It just didn't, you know, speak to me any longer. Cause Aneka. <laughs> I mean, yes that that war they're trying to create just felt so like, what are we doing? Not that they She's have storylines that are any more amazing, to be honest. But for some reason, that really was just a turn off. And I hated it, I and I was agree. like, I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah, so I'm done. And I'm I'm on the um, team married to medicine right now. Not, <laughs> yes. not to pit women against each other, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right. Last tweet I want to highlight goes to Chanel Janae um, at S H A N E L L E G E N A I. Uh, she said, how old were you when you found out that Niecy Nash Betts, Emmy Award winner, by the way, Danielle okay. Brooks and Sterling K. Brown, Danielle Brooks and Sterling K. Brown, are, who are current Oscar nominees as well. Congratulations to them Ooh. both. Yes. But how old were you when you found out they were family? What? Yeah. And you hear them sirens. That's them coming with the new information for y'all right now. Okay? Wow. What? Cousins? Today, I'm a guest cousin. because they both, because Danielle Brooks and Sterling K. Brown were both nominated for Academy Awards, you do know that the nominations came out this morning. Niecy oh, Nash posted a picture on her Instagram and she said, both of my cousins are Oscar nominated. She said, yes, we are blood related, real cousins. I'm so proud of my family, Danielle Brooks and Sterling K. Brown. So Danielle Brooks, Sterling K. Brown and Niecy Nash are all cousins. You can't trust nobody in their family. <laughs> Everybody be lying Actors Lying ass actors You see Niecy Nash She the married a woman now she, You can't believe nothing Nobody got to say You are <laughs> that crazy whole, That whole family Will switch up on you Won't they Wow, wow though yeah. A whole family of actors That's yes. amazing That's amazing What a talented Brilliant You know what I'm saying Black family Full of world class One of a kind like talent, talent Right mm. Real Danielle Brooks A Juilliard grad You know what I'm saying Oscar nominated, Tony nominated, like just these are the ones. And American Fiction was incredible. Sterling K. Brown played an incredibly surprising character. And once you guys see the movie, you'll know what I mean. You by know, that. I went this weekend to see it. Oh, I went you saw on it? Sunday. No, when I got there, because it's Portland. So mm-hmm. I'm not thinking, I never buy tickets in advance here because the, em- mm-hmm. the theaters be empty for real. Like every yeah. time I go, it just be us and maybe three, four other people. Yeah. I went and there was no seats left. It was sold out. I'm out the theater, like, good. are you kidding? I mean, yeah, amazing. But that was the first time in my years living here that we couldn't see a movie because there was just no seats left. So. I don't like how you said that because you still live here in my mind. Like, so <laughs> my years living here. My years. In Portland, like, you are not an Oregon <laughs> resident, okay? You are, but you're not. <laughs> I know. Damn. I was telling Maya that I had to go home soon. And she was like, home? Home is Oregon. I was like, no, no, no. That's right. It's still New York. York. That's right. Always New York. (laughs) It's always going to be New York. But yes, I'm (laughs) happy to hear that it's doing really well. I'm I'm trying to see it this week, hopefully. 
Well, I can't wait for you to because it is absolutely incredible and it's funny. It's smart and it's funny as hell. It's and it's good, Jeffrey so. Wright. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me this week. So if you're like me, you're probably signing up to streaming services based on where your favorite shows are playing. What that means is you end up with a ton of streaming services. And a lot of the times I don't even go back to it once the season is over. So it's just there eating up my money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spendings, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. And they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on the things you don't use, like me. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash zone. That's rocketmoney.com slash zone. Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them, but time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Awesome. That means we can jump into this week's episode. So last week, we kind of touched on a lot of pop culture moments that were taking place. Of course, we couldn't hit on everything because it was a lot to catch up on. Mm -hmm. We tried our very best. One clip, though, that did stand out to me that I did want to expound on Mm -hmm. was the conversation that most deaf was having. Did you guys catch that clip where he was on a podcast called The Cutting Room Floor and the host asked him if Drake was considered hip hop? Mm-hmm. Drake? Drake. And he gave a, a pretty salacious answer or sensational, as Dustin would say. <laughs> and the clip caught fire, was circulated, it went viral. Y'all know how that goes. And to make mm. matters worse, the episode was behind a patreon wall so people were literally clamoring for more and all they had on youtube was uh two small clips but for those who missed it um i am going to play the first part of the clip which is where most stuff was (laughs) answered his thoughts on if drake was hip-hop and then we'll take the conversation from there like is drake hip-hop (laughs) 
Drake is pop. Because we're here for truth. We're here for truth. Drake is pop to me. Right. That's fair. In the sense that it's charting like pop music, popular music. In the sense like if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song. So it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> Commercial music. Oh, as or as Commercial you know, music, shopping yeah. with an edge in certain instances. <laughs> or Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course. I mean, I, it's, I, I, I it's get commercial, it. entertaining, fun, it's, good, it's, formulaic music. That it's, is. It's likable. Likable music. Yeah. It's likable. Um, but is it, you know, I'm going to leave you alone. We're going to move. We're going to move on. Um, <laughs> so many, so many products. So, <laughs> so, so many skews. So many skews. <laughs> Look at all these skews. Oh, so many products. So much merchandising. So oh, many barcodes. I love this mall. <laughs> Look at this place. I mean, look at this place. They have everything. Everything's here. They have everything here. Ah, oh, this is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. <laughs> so obviously. <laughs> That's the part that went viral. Naming Drake, saying he is in alignment with shopping. <laughs> First of all, when you guys heard that, what did you think of the clip and his thoughts? That's a Dustin Ross joke. I, well, hey, I <laughs> no. thought it was, you know, um, man, I, listen, people are going to talk their shit. You know what I mean? Most Def is one of those artists where you don't question his legitimacy or his value to hip hop and to the, to the rap music conversation at all. Um, right. at all. You know, you don't, you don't second guess what he has to say about music. So to me, he's a perfect, he has what I would consider to be an expert opinion, but I mm. think there's also an element of competitive energy that existed <laughs> in his choice, you know, to answer the question the way he did. So. Which is still hip hop no yeah, right. that's that's the that's the essence and the spirit of hip hop. He ain't no different than Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, Shaka Shaka Khan. He ain't no different than Shaka <laughs> Khan. Good at what you do and talking all the shit you want about all the other people in your industry. You know what I'm saying? So that mm -hmm. was a very Shaka Khan ass answer from him. And I think that that you know he was just on that. Like I'm most deaf and I'm most definitely finna say what I want to say. And he did so. And I was amazed that he didn't. He didn't hold back, you know, when she mm -hmm. asked him the question, you heard him go, why are you doing this to me? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> he already knew. It. Umi said it that day. Umi said. <laughs> he already knew that they were going <laughs> to take that, make a clip. You already know how the Internet works. Obviously, Drake is is the biggest artist right now in hip hop. So mm -hmm. that was going to be a, a hot take. But of course, the the Internet ran with it. Kind of similar to how people were feeling about the Cat Williams conversation over at mm -hmm. Club Shay Shay. It's just Where? mess. It's fire. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what a name. Why um, Shay Shay? <laughs> so, but the crazy part to me is that it was the last like 30 seconds of the clip that they had up in this uh, clip that they circulated that actually hit me more than this first half that everyone was running with. So I'm going to play that part okay. so y'all can hear it. What happens when this thing collapses? 
this is the thing that we're talking about. It's like nobody wants to talk about. It. It's like what happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not in some early stage of that at this present hour? Uh, are, we, are we seeing like the collapse of the empire? Buying and selling. Where's the message that I can use? Right. You know, what's in it for your audience apart from being um, like banging the pom-poms? And then there's a second clip that's much longer. <laughs> the, the outro music be killing me. That's much, <laughs> that's much longer where he goes into his thoughts on the conflict with Palestine and Israel um, and really connects the dots on what his actual issue is with Drake. So yes, it's, you know, the conversation was about him being pop versus hip hop. And that's kind of what people have been running with in the media. I noticed, and even just the conversation on Twitter, but for me, it really got me thinking about success in general, right? Mm -hmm. When you reach certain levels of success, like a Drake, People have been angry at him because they feel that he hasn't used his platform to speak up for anything. Right now, the focus is on Gaza and uh, not, excuse me, the Palestine-Israel conflict. And people felt that he hasn't said anything, especially as a half Jewish man. Remember, we talked about people being mad at DJ Khaled and people being mad at or taking note of who has said something, who hasn't, why they haven't. And a lot of the conversation stems around the fact that a lot of people won't say anything because it's going to conflict with their financial interests. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the scarier parts of being highly visible, highly successful is you can't, you kind of can't move and shake the same way you can, but you know that some doors are going to start shutting or, the puppet masters, I should say, are not going to want to play with you the same if you don't do as, as you're supposed to. And so I felt that's where the conversation kind of got lost, at least in my opinion, on what mm -hmm. most stuff was trying to tap into, where it's like at the end of the day, while you're making this pop music and making all this money and building all this success, what is it really for if you're not using the platform to mm -hmm. progress your community in any way? Mm -hmm. And so my question to you guys, and, and even before we get into that, I think it also made me think of all the celebs that did put themselves on the line for these conversations. I mean, I was looking up the amount of celebs who have lost major movies, who have been dropped from their talent agencies, um, I know the biggest story that probably hit Twitter was Melissa Barrera, who was fired from the Scream mm -hmm. franchise uh, for calling for a ceasefire. Even Susan Sarandon, who we know has been around since been around. OK, and this is a white woman at that was dropped from her talent agency for being at a rally. John Cusack. Remember John Cusack? Mm -hmm. He yeah, claimed absolutely. that he's tw he's Twitter banned. Um, according to him, because he had been tweeting posts that are in support of a ceasefire. Mm -hmm. Even Maha Dakil, uh, who is a top agent, y'all, this is like levels at a Hollywood mm -hmm. powerhouse uh, known as CAA, which most of us Absolutely. are familiar with, because she posted IG stories in support of the ceasefire. And those are just celebs. I know you've mm -hmm. seen everyday people on Twitter who their bosses fired them 
because they shared some posts on Facebook or on Twitter. Writers, I saw Jackson Frank, who is a sports writer for Philadelphia local news outlet Philly Voice, was removed for his reply to a statement made by NBA Philadelphia 76ers account when they were standing with Israel and he responded and was fired. Steve Bell, who's a long-running cartoonist at The Guardian, his contract was not renewed after he shared his thoughts about, apparently he created a cartoon about the conflict and it was not published. And he publicly shared his thoughts on that and his contract was not renewed. So Mm. this isn't just celebs. These are writers. These are journalists. These are everyday people, academics, you name it. It's interesting that when people post their I stand with Israel, nothing happens to them except for the backlash in the court of public opinion. But people who stand with Palestine are losing everything. And it just makes me wonder how far are you willing to go considering everything you've built or everything you're trying to build? Mm -hmm. Honestly speaking, how far do you think you'd be willing to go for liberation purposes? Like what will you be willing to do and not do? Considering that I know Dustin especially you want your late night show, you know, like there's mm-hmm. things that you have set in place that Daytime you know too, you're don't, gunning don't, for. Don't, don't you put me in a box. <laughs> Daytime, <laughs> movies, TV yeah. shows. I mean, you have stuff that you're gunning for. Mm-hmm. How do how do you move knowing what happens when you reach those places? Two things. Per the conversation regarding Most Def and Drake, right? Mm-hmm. Most Def started saying in the second clip that you played, he was like, what happens when all this crumbles down, when all this falls down, right? right. He was referring to sustainability, which is something that is at the forefront of my personal uh, career compass, right? Mm-hmm. Where I, what I make decisions regarding stability and sustainability um, lasting, staying in, in, in business as a business is important to me. Part of my guarantee to sustainability is 100% being myself and being authentically me. Working in media, talking for a living, and and working in an opinion-based business sometimes where I'm Mm -hmm. paid to offer my opinion, it has been important to me to to carve a spot for myself where I am known to have an opinion and speak freely about things without regard to judgment or consequence, right? To a certain extent. I say what I want to say on this show. I've done it for eight years now. I have created a style that people have deemed bankable in certain aspects, right? And I'm able to sustain myself doing that. That was a personal choice. That was intentional on my behalf so that I can always share how I feel about things when I want to. When it comes to this specific um, conflict, the Palestine and Israel conflict that you're referring to now, I think where people kind of get the game fucked up is feeling obligated to make a declaration a declaration of who they stand with, right? Mm. I, I, to me, you can't tell anyone how to use their platform, right? Most Def can have whatever feelings he has about Drake's lack of um, action on social issues such mm. as this conflict, right? But ultimately, he can't tell Drake what to do with his audience, with his platform, with his business. Right. He can offer his opinion on what he would do if he had that large of an audience, right? How he would use it. But you can't say Drake is right or wrong for not contributing to that part of the conversation regarding that conflict. For me, myself, I don't feel obligated to make a declaration of 
I stand with such and such by making a post and talking to my followers about that. If it, me sharing how I feel, my opinions about that conflict with the people that follow me will be of no consequence to what's going on over there that needs to be stopped. Right. Which is a ceasefire, which is what we need. Me sharing a post on my Instagram is not going to impact or influence that. I would rather use whatever resources I have to do something actionable. Right. That actually can get something done and move the needle in a certain way. And I think that people get so caught up because of the, the way that our society and social media specifically work. People get so caught up in feeling like they have to stand with somebody. Every instance that you mentioned when we were talking about this of people who experience some sort of professional loss related to their take on this. You said what? They were said they were standing with such and such and they shared a post saying this or they shared that to these people. Things that are ultimately what's the value, right? Now you've lost everything. Maybe you could have donated to some sort of organization that's over there on the ground offering life-saving resources to the people who are affected by these airstrikes and shit. That's an option. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just yelling into the void of the internet and I'm making yourself available for these sort of consequences and for nothing because you shared a post because you made a statement. You stand. We sitting right now. We ain't standing with shit. We sitting in chairs. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I just, I think that that <coughs> speaking out into the void of the internet sometimes puts you in uh, harm, harm's way more so than it does. It may have any sort of positive impact on what's going on. Unless you can, unless you know somebody over there, Unless you can get some of your resources over there to help those people, unless you can tell somebody to put the damn gun down and literally cease the fire, sharing a dumbass meme, you know what I'm saying? With a watermark in the middle of it ain't worth losing your livelihood. Right. Figure out another way to offer your help or to impact the change that we all need to see over there. So that's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? I don't never get caught up. In that hole, the internet wants you to say something about whatever the fuck. I don't care about none of that. I think if you're going to make a difference, try to make a real difference as opposed to just speaking out to nobody for the sake of what. And that's all I got to say. Asante, what are your thoughts? Um. Wow. Trying to not let them all jumble together because it's such a complex issue. And a lot of these issues are things that we've kind of dealt with over time or we've seen evolve. So it's like, it's just become even more complex. The internet has allowed people to kind of get this instant gratification. And I kind of feel like people feed into that and they want more of that in different ways and don't realize how problematic it is. Um, by looking to people to speak up and speak out, I understand we want, or we look to each other to be beacons, but uh, I think because of this instant grat that I see all the time, I feel like contributions or the thought of contribution gets lost. You know, I think it was important that Dustin talked about his intentions behind, you know, how he wants to go into his career. I feel like when we look at contributions, we should think about our own contributions and what they really mean to us and really put the value of what we're trying to say and do into our own actions and not necessarily spend a lot of that energy asking other people to contribute I feel like people, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt and hope people contribute just from seeing other people contribute, not because they're being told, not because they're being told to do so. Like, you know, I feel like if people want to help or if they want to go out and be informed, they'll do that. 
as opposed to just being like, you need to go do this and read this because you have that information, you know what to do with it or you know how to set that example. Other people will follow suit. And I think that it sucks because people losing their jobs over speaking out. It's like it's almost like getting messed up on Twitter. Like when, you know, people used to say problematic things on Twitter and then people would be like, you know, dox them or whatever. It's like, damn, you can't just say whatever you want. And I feel like if people really internalize that fully, like you can't just say whatever you want and always thought about what they were saying and doing, we wouldn't have so many issues as far as what people themselves were doing and with how people are policing each other. And so I think it's just a really... Like I said, it's a complex issue and it's really hard to get to the root of it for me as far as like what I would be willing to do to, you know, uh, what I would be willing to do for other people because I just see how other people take things and they twist them or they attack you over them. They don't try to make it not that everything needs to be teachable, but when people are wrong, sometimes instead of being like, hey, you're wrong. I like when people are like, hmm. That's not necessarily true. I see, you know, where you, how you got here, but this is where there's the fork in the road. And I need you to double back so we can get you to the correct place. Like, we're never going to get there because we just we're so used to wanting to be right in what we're feeling. And this is just what I'm just seeing as far as like people on the Internet and how they generalize things and do things. We're so used to wanting to be right in how we're feeling that we're not taking the time out to help other people be right, whatever we feel like that right is. And it's not like we need to manipulate each other, but I just feel like this attacking each other or or feeling like things need to only be one way. We don't know how to agree to disagree so we can constructively take breaks and figure out, you know, who actually is wrong or why people do believe what they do believe. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it just sucks that people have to lose their jobs and their livelihood. But when the masses expect you to speak up at all times or they expect you to say something, I see those pressures there. But y'all know how I am. Like, I'm not going to say I'm not going to speak for the most part just because I feel like if people have something to say, they're going to say. It. And when I feel called to speak, I will speak. And I feel like a lot of people just feel like they always got to say something. I'd like to offer one more point. Mm-hmm. The- of concern about world global conflicts like this. This is certain people's life's work. People study for years. This this, this conflict between um, Palestine and Israel. This is old. This is not something new, and this is also not something that a ceasefire can truly fix. There are people who have dedicated their lives to studying these conflicts figuring out how to connect uh, dots to offer resources to these people in need. People dedicate their lives to that sort of work. So a Facebook post, what you just have to zoom out sometimes and understand the magnitude of what you're speaking about to each understand the totality of what it is that you're talking about before you really even speak on it. Cause it's it, you, you standing with, but you're not standing with anybody. You're saying your opinion on what you believe is right and wrong about a conflict. Is that really worth, you know what I'm saying? Losing your livelihood when there's really no impact. So that's all. The way that I, cause I've been like, you know, observing just how wild it is that people are losing careers that they spent their whole lives mm-hmm. curating, building, dreaming about fighting for, um, and to me, the scarier part, there's actually, there's several scary parts to this. The scary part is that I do believe you should 
have the right to take your position, right? A lot of these people were calling for a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. They weren't even saying what side they were on or not. They're just saying, can we stop, stop doing this shit because it's not getting us anywhere? History keeps repeating itself. These empires, you know, it's like, when do we just do something different? Um, politicians with their, you know, vested interests. Like, it's just, it's it's like, people are just like, stop. Can we please do something different? And to me, that's the scary part, that you would lose your career for saying, can we stop killing? Mm-hmm. Can we stop? You're seeing these videos of these children which I know most people are affected by the children. You know, the it's, at this point, it's 25,000 people that have died. Mm-hmm. Over 100 journalists who are simply trying to record and document what is happening so that it can't be twisted in any way. They're on the front lines. Their own families are being targeted. There's a, a journalist actually that has made me like super emotional. He is the Gaza bureau chief for Al Jazeera. Mm-hmm. And his name is Wal Al-Dadu. And he has lost his wife. Mm. And mind you, this is targeted. He's lost his wife, his two sons, his daughter, and his grandson. Mm-mm. And he is still on the front lines as, a, as, for, as press documenting what is happening. That is how deeply... He believes in this cause. I mean, unwavering. Clearly, you can't get any more unwavering than that. Unwavering coverage, unwavering courage in front of like unfathomable levels of loss. And every time I see him, it it like affects me in the sense like, wow, like some people put everything on the line for what they believe in. And there's a part of me that makes it makes you question you know several things how mm-hmm. far will you go what exactly is your role because everyone's role isn't going to be to be on the front lines mm-hmm. you know we wouldn't be in palestine we wouldn't be in gaza like that's not necessarily our direct battle i should say because we're on the front lines here in our own cities every day we step outside so we all have different wars we all have different positions of liberation. Um, I saw Haas tweeted something a couple of days ago. Shout out to Miriam Hosnay, a friend of the show. Hey, my sister, yes. Where she asked, what is your role in this liberation? Because there are many, you know, some right. people are simply there to broadcast, which would be us, essentially. Then there's the frontline people that are, you know, battling it out on the ground with their feet. You know, then you have people that are on the spiritual realm. That's the people in the synagogues, people in the mosques, the people that are at home praying. That's who I blame. Because <laughs> y'all thought that a shortcut. <laughs> there's ahead, people friend. hitting from every cylinder and just feeling yeah. pulled to whatever their way of expressing, yes. you know, community and support and uh, connection for everything that we're experiencing in this crazy human experience and to see him this the gaza bureau chief like every time i see him he comes on the news he's just so powerful in that unwavering you know like i don't even know it's It's just like it's unspeakable it's unreal Mm -hmm. it's unreal and so going back to what mo steph was saying when he's talking about the collapse of empires to me the way that i perceived his statement is 
we are comfortable where we're at right now because we're just kind of watching, you know, someone else go through this. But as history repeats itself, every empire comes to an end. So when he's saying what happens when the columns come down, what happens when it's a collapse? It's what happens when this is at your front step. Sure. You know, what happens when it's not just, oh, should I tweet? It's not, oh, should I post on IG? But it's, oh, shit. It's here. It's like it's our turn, essentially. And I kept thinking that even seeing the children on the street with the rubble mm-hmm. and the food shortages. And mind you, there's like I tried to find information, but it's kind of a hard question to be answered. So Google clearly couldn't give it to me. But I was like, how many current conflicts are even happening around oh on a global God. scale? And it's numbers ranged everywhere from 33 seem to be the average, but it's like you know, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Congo. you have Sudan. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. conflicts, like you said, that are years and years old, lots of ethnic cleansing, children in crisis, food shortages, a horrible lot of things. Uh, right. A lot of rebel armed mm-hmm. groups fighting for powers mm-hmm. of territories. I mean, it's just like endless. And I think what's scary about what's happening online is that everyone is so distraught that we don't know what to do. So we're fighting each other at this point. We're fighting about what you posted, what you didn't post. And to me, it's like, it's just, um, it's just that it's, it's a divisiveness because I know that we're all so scared. No Mm -hmm. one knows how to help. No one knows what to do. I can't even, I support everyone that is posting their position. Mm. I, you know, I, I support it. I think as these actresses that are willing to lose, you know, and I don't want to focus on celebs. The only reason I'm highlighting them is because they're the most hyper visible for all of us on a global scale. Like everyone yeah. that's listening, you might know the Scream franchise before you'll know the everyday person that lost their job. In a local setting, you know, so it's logical. Um, right. Part I don't want to sound like celebrity worship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, for that young girl who think about a, a young Latin girl, what she had to go through, Lord only knows, to even be a part of the Scream franchise. It wasn't even a second thought for her to be like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I feel strongly about certain things. There are certain mm-hmm. things, there are certain issues that I would definitely lay my life on the line for. Mm-hmm. We were all marching in the street, you know what I mean, for certain causes here. And With that Trayvon, was a, a, this is how you, you know, and we I met. Doing that. Yeah. Right. But like I'm a black man and I, I I'm a, I'm a MSM. Is that what that means? You have sex with me. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't an MSM. Is I it, don't um, know. Continue, please. Because M2M is married oh, to men. Oh no. But anyway, so yes. But I, <laughs> I have sex with men and I'm a black man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I walk out in that world every day That's with a dumb whammy on me. Mm-hmm. Also, let's not start. It's an election year, right? We're facing. All kinds of there are people who literally want to outlaw me being able to go into a gay bar or or freely date a man. You know what I'm saying? Stripping our rights away, shit like that. If we end up in a dictatorship more than we already are in one, right. who knows what 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 kind of causes immediately impact our livelihood, our day to day lives that you have to get out there and get it in the mud for. And if you have to risk your life for it, you do. That's a that's a reality of us living in this world every day. 
Yeah. Which is why we have to protect our democracy. So when it comes to what can we do, to me, the most logical thing is to get as knowledgeable as you can about American politics, get as knowledgeable as you can about global affairs and what's going on in the world. Vote people into office on your municipal level, state level and federal level that support the things that are important to you. Ask your leaders, ask your legislators how they feel about such and such. Call and pressure them to to take whatever kind of action they can. That's what we can do. We can't go over there and and start killing people ourselves. We can't Mm -hmm. go over there and knock the gun out of the people's hand or, or, or whatever. Stop it ourselves as if we could. That's what we would do. But when we have to follow a system in order to make some sort of impact, you got to play the game the way you can play it. That's all we can do. Right. So, and, I, and even you mentioning politicians, I think that to me, when I said that there's several layers of scary, mm-hmm. that's another level of scary because people voted in a Biden Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because they never in a million years would have thought that he would be on the side of genocide in any capacity. And a lot of people are uh, uh, oblivious to where America really stands on a global scale. Like the fact that people even are shocked (laughs) that we would be funding this or being on the side of this is, is mind blowing to me. But I also understand that that's by design. And a lot of the misdirected anger that people are accusing each other with is because our leaders, this quote unquote system, everything is failing us, but it's not failing us. It's how it was designed. I just think the veil is coming down because to me, the fact that this just has, like they took a pause for the holidays. Remember, (laughs) it was like a pause, like, you know what? Let's let people shop. Let's not worry them with war (laughs) because Christmas and Thanksgiving is a big shopping time for us. And we need this to boost the economy. That's really how it felt to me and how I perceived it. And then Mm -hmm. it comes right back. Okay, we can go back. Like top you know, of the news cycle. Top of the news cycle, and it's My, also an election year, so this is like a big story now. And it's just like everything just feels. And I know that, like when I when this is why politics is so interesting to me because I understand at the end of the day, this is business, this is power. Certain mm-hmm. decisions have to be made that are not going to take humanity into account. That's just politics, but it's scary because. It just never, like, it's like a, a never ending cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, most stuff was saying in, in that, that short clip empires just keep doing the same shit, <laughs> the same shit. And we are just casualties of men fighting over power and money and territory. And, you know, and, it's, and you see these videos of these babies and, I think at the end of the day, yes, you should be. I understand people's frustrations with each other, but it is absolutely misdirected because we are just at a loss of mm-hmm. what to do at this point. I just saw the. I didn't mean to cut you off. I hope you were finished no, with yeah, your thought. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I just went to a, um, a screening. Shout out to um, our friend DeRay. Um, him and his Campaign Zero organization had a screening of the Ava DuVernay film Origin, right? Mm-hmm. Which is Powerful about movie. the the, the uh, I have to see it. The book cast. You have to and, see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Friend, you have I just, to see it. It I'm opens I'm with a montage like connected to Trayvon Martin's murder. And it was such a, a glaring, sharp reminder of the very real and very relevant and very present crisis we're in 
right here in America. Mm -hmm. Bodies being lost every single day. Police officers getting off every single day. Mm -hmm. None of the the very reasons that we were all in the streets yelling and screaming when George, George Floyd died. All that shit is still in place. There's no new laws really to block any of that. We have no added protections. That same crisis is just as relevant right now as it was then. There are so many things on our desk right now. So while I appreciate the sense of urgency that everyone has surrounding this very real, very relevant conflict in, in Gaza, okay, between Israel and Palestine, I am overwhelmed right mm-hmm. with Understandably sirens so right 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 <laughs> okay it's louder there's a new issue every day that mm-hmm. is that intrusive to my peace of mind and to my to me sleeping at night i'm a person who feels for other people you know what i'm saying I like what's fair. My politics are based from a lens of fairness, not even what is most beneficial toward me, but what's for the good of everybody. You know what I'm saying? But I would be, I can't front and act like we ain't got a lot of shit over here that we're worrying about right now as well. So I just want the outrage to not be selective. I want it to not be pop based on what's popular. I think a lot of the people who are really loud right now and policing, pay attention to what people are loud about. There are people who are loud about what everybody else is or isn't doing Mm -hmm. and there are other people who are loud about finding a solution right and the people that are loud about what everybody else is or isn't doing they're going to move on to the next news cycle because all they care about is speaking on is having an opinion on whatever is is highest on the list of the current news cycle because that's they're what everybody's talking about. They're ambulance chasers. They're yeah. ambulance chasers and they want everybody else to know what they think about whatever the popular thing is, even if it's a fucking war that's right. going on. And I just have yeah. no respect for that. Mm. Miss me with the new. If you if this is just now something that's on your radar, I don't want to talk to you about it because this has been going on since the beginning of time. Literally, <laughs> that's what they fighting over some land from the beginning of time. So, like, if you just now, I, I, I just miss me with the selective outrage, the fake shit, the judgmental lens. Zoom out and let's heal the world and make this a better place. <laughs> no, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Now, Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Now you can get started with one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category and every use case. And then you can even customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. Now you can make any Squarespace template do what you want so that your idea, your brand, and your business stands out online on every device. Now with Squarespace, you can easily sell merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory and shipping are all handled for you, okay? Saving you time and money. Now, you can use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and you can analyze which channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content. Now, you guys know that we have used Squarespace here 
at the friend zone several times over the years back to support our touring when we were selling tickets with that i'm even venturing into e-commerce myself and we're using squarespace to build my personal website that we're going to introduce coming soon i'm so excited about it and this has really made it so easy i'm not a coder i'm not a website developer and thankfully we have tools like squarespace that have been able to make it so much easier for me and i'm sure so much easier for so many other small business owners and people who just need the support in creating a website. Now you can go to squarespace.com for the free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can go to squarespace.com slash friend to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain at squarespace.com slash friend Who doesn't love the good things in life? Even though I enjoy a little luxury, it doesn't mean I can always afford it until I discovered Quince. Quince is our go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices and offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for like $50, washable silk tops, dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and even 14-karat gold jewelry. Y'all know that's the corner I'm in. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with the top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. That's how we get those premium fabrics and finishes without exploiting anyone. Shout out to Quince. We love that. I did mention that I purchased some of those cute little stackable 14 karat gold rings. As you can see, I actually have a few of them on. I also bought some bralettes. I'm the type of person that when I'm traveling, especially if it's cross country, you need to be as comfortable as possible, especially in this time of the year, the delays. You don't know the day that you have up ahead. So the bralette keeps me comfy and cozy and supported. And I really appreciated how Good, the quality fabric is quality fabric and then it's affordable, too. So you're not breaking pockets. Give yourself the luxury that you deserve with Quince. Go ahead and check those out if you're looking for some jewelry or some bralettes, too. Go to Quince.com slash friendzone for free shipping on your order. And they have 365 day returns. That is so trippy. <laughs> That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash friend to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash friend. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This actually prompted a different question. So Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, there's so many causes and causes that are right outside of our own doorsteps, Mm -hmm. right? 
So with you wanting to be in in these certain positions and in the mm-hmm. in, in entertainment, excuse me, knowing what we know about mm-hmm. that level of success, right? I actually, ha- mm-hmm. I remember I had dinner once with Dr. Joy. Shout out to Dr. Joy. If there we love Dr. Dr. Joy. We had dinner before going to the screening a couple years back of Queen mm-hmm. and Slim. And mm-hmm. we had been talking, <laughs> right? <laughs> So much to say. (laughs) We have been talking about success, levels of success, you know, what you're willing to sacrifice. We got into like Mm -hmm. a whole conversation over dinner and I was talking to her about certain opportunities that I turned down. Mm -hmm. And initially she was like, are you afraid of certain levels of success? You know, and and I had to really sit and think about that because I was like, well, I'm not really someone that like fears failure or like let's, you know, gets consumed by that. I was like, it's more so the restrictions that mm-hmm. come along the higher you go up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I and I noticed it from my peers that are high up in certain positions, mm-hmm. the way that they are depressed. We've talked about it. We've had Chuck and Claude come up here about Shout what happens to, to a dream, mm-hmm. a dream achieved. You mm-hmm. know what happens to your spirit when you realize it's nowhere near what you thought it was going to be. Just so much that you have to kind of reconcile with at those levels. And I told her that it's not so much a fear of failing as much as it is a fear of it not being what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it not hitting what I thought it was going to hit or feeling what I thought it was going to feel and knowing that sure. you looked back and did all this <laughs> sure, to not have that, you know, and, and how to me, I'm learning that like the simpler life, like I, we were talking off camera about how good I've been feeling and mm-hmm. it's not work related. A lot mm-hmm. of why I'm mm-hmm. not feeling bad this month is because I'm actually focused on my personal life, my health, my mental health, you know, and work has almost been decentered this month. Mm-hmm. As far as my mental bandwidth, I should say, obviously work is never decentered. We have bills. Um, but it just, it made me think like, you know, when I see my peers that are high levels, there's things they can't say. Yeah, There's things they can't do. There's even things they can't create anymore. And we've heard mm-hmm. that time and time again. Oh, I wanted to move about this. But they wouldn't give me the budget. They gave me a budget for that, though. You know, and there's a um, a very specific design on what we're allowed to put out. You know, some people manage to go rogue and put things out and it does well by the grace of God. But for the most part, most people in high positions will tell you, you have to play the game to stay there because it has mm-hmm. to protect the the puppet master's interests, right? Beautiful. So when you keep right, when you keep that in mind, mm-hmm. does that affect your interest in being in those high levels in the off chance that something does happen at your front doorstep that you mm-hmm. will have to speak out about? Like how do you reconcile those two things? The importance of being a, a spokesperson for your community, but also hitting all the goals that you have for yourself in that industry. You know, it's so funny because, okay, so a couple points, right? Number one, you know, I come from, I have a professional bag, background. I have a professional background that existed before I worked in media, right? Mm-hmm. So working underneath the constraints of a system or working for someone else, essentially, and having to do things their way is not a foreign concept to me, but it was right. my motivation in being so pursuant of a, ca- a career that was other than that, right? Where I had freedom over my professional autonomy and I could do what I want and say what I want, right? 
So there's that piece. Also, um, the friend zone is eight years old, right? The friend zone was my first foray into working in media through this podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, from day one, I've been very vocal about political issues, very vocal about social issues. Y'all know I hate Republicans. This isn't anything new. <laughs> I've talked about it forever. Um, and it's because there's been a lot of real relevant, um, pertinent issues, political issues that have taken place in real time since we've occupied these chairs and these microphones. And I felt that it was my duty to impart whatever information I felt like could be beneficial to our audience, right? That was an intentional thing on my behalf. As I've been able to work and exist in other spaces, I've come in as myself 100% based on what I share of myself on this right. show, the nucleus of our, you know what you're getting. So I've worked tirelessly to present as an honest person, you know what I mean? And when I am opining on things, I'm coming from a place of fairness. I'm, I'm com When I'm mean and nasty to Republicans, it's a joke and it's a thing that, it's a stick that I have, but it's rooted in integrity at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to violate basic human rights of groups of people that are very different from me, but I s still believe in right being right and wrong being wrong. And that's something that is important to me. Right. So as I move forward and I get opportunities that are bigger and better and um, empower me more, right? But may come with some sort of uh, level of accountability on my behalf. My work is to find the sweet spot and the balance where I can get it done as far as the messaging and as far as having integrity and being principled um, being morally principled and having that overlap into my professional career because I work for myself essentially and choose the spaces I occupy. So I think I'll be okay. And I ain't never been scared, you know what I'm saying, to say mm -hmm. what I have to say. I never will be. And I'm also not motivated to go rogue. You know, I think there's a way <laughs> to do things. And I, I, the it. older I get, the, the more that I learn about how bis the business works in my professional industry, um, I understand the value in, in strategy. I understand the value in zooming out and, and, and understanding process and figuring out how to adapt my agenda into that and get the result that I want in the end. And there's never been anything more important to me than promoting fairness and love and, and, and good life and good living for people like me and other people that deserve it. So I'm not afraid of that crossroads at all. I'm much like bone thugs. Meet me at the motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Meet me at the crossroads. Cause so you won't be lonely. No, but I feel that way. And um, again, this is not anything new. This is not, I'm not motivated by, you know, having a position or having a stand. I hate that term. Stand. I stand with, no, you don't. You're just saying how you feel. That's it. And I, I hate that whole notion. I believe in effectiveness. I believe in impact and actual um, um, uh, just moving the needle and actually getting shit done and not wasting time with a bunch of hot air and a bunch of fucking posturing. You know what I'm saying? So I plan on just moving accordingly and like letting a Trojan integrity. Horse almost where it's like, straight let me get in. I wear magnums. But yes, <laughs> but yes. But you're like, just let me get into the industry and then I'll not, do what I, I do. I, I, not even that per se, right? But just let me continue being myself and the mm -hmm. opportunities within the industry that, you know, that meet me where I'm at, I'll be welcomed in those spaces. I don't want to work 
in a, I don't want this big position if I can't do it my way. You right. know what I'm saying? Because so then I won't even, you can't even do it It's not it even going to be in an yeah. alignment with me. You understand right. what I'm saying? So the shows that I host, I'll be able to, if they're opinion-based shows and have anything to do with it, if I'm fucking hosting, the price is right. That doesn't have anything to do with my stance on social political issues, right? So, mm-hmm. like, there's a separation there. But if I am in a position where I have access to a large audience and my, my service in that position is to be informative to give information that's necessary to my audience, I'll do my job and it'll be a situation, a show that's built around that very purpose where it won't be interrupted by corporate, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's all about intention and design and doing your best to, to stay on that side of any situation where you have the value. That makes sense. That does make sense. All right. Because I ain't scared. Yeah, because a lot of people that reach those levels, they also put themselves in that position Mm -hmm, where they're mm -hmm. restricted because they kept saying yes, yes, yes Mm -hmm. when things weren't feeling right. You Mm -hmm. know, and you have to be kind of scared to say no to some shit and be like, well, it just wasn't for me. We've turned and I know it's hard to turn down money. Yeah, we sure have. (laughs) From day one, we have Mm -hmm. we have we have used that. We've applied that model and that approach to our decision making process, even working on the fucking friend zone. If one of us don't want to do something, we don't do it for whatever the Mm -hmm. reason is, especially if it's something that challenges your integrity. There's been so many ads where we've been like, I'm not doing that. We don't want to, you know, and it's not Mm -hmm. a question. We move with integrity and we've been successful. So I think that that is an indicator that that. That's a good thing to a good approach to take. And I, I and also I feel respecting each other's differing value systems. For sure. Because you might have sure. someone you're like, this is a hard no. And we might mm-hmm. be like, I'm OK with it. And vice versa. And we figure it out. You and know what I'm saying? So because we have we're working with a view toward fairness. So I think that that just is is the way that I feel most comfortable. Like I feel comfortable leaning into that sort of approach. And I don't think that I'm going to be confronted with like some sort of conflict of my integrity. You know what I'm saying? Or, or challenging that. No, I don't. I'm going to stand on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> From here on out. That, I'm just, that's who I am. Right. And I'm going to get, get, get that. gigs that are made for me. Asante, does that affect how you move to the industry at all? Or is it something that you don't think about? I'm completely opposite of Destin. I'm scared. <laughs> you know? that's, no, but that's so real. Because that's scared. a lot of people. I, I, I'm, I'm scared. Like, I, I wish I had the conviction and the passion that you had, Dustin, because all I be thinking about is how it take one little, one wrong thing. It could be, it could be something that ain't nobody business. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the moment is everybody's business like you're wrong you like i keep going back to the whole cancellation thing like i i don't even remember the story we talked about it here on the friend zone before this is not funny but that white woman who was on the plane talking shit and who went by the time the plane landed she got fired from her job i don't know why i keep thinking about this that oh, moment she was going to africa or something yes. like that back oh, years ago yeah. on twitter i don't know why i keep thinking about that but like i just keep thinking about like because i that mean she crazy. was completely wrong like she was on some other well, she shit. was just stupid though. Yeah, that like, wasn't even like a position and, and, that, and <laughs> that's that's the thing it don't matter how dumb you are and no matter how smart you are you'll still be treated the same and i think that's what the scary part for me is like mm-hmm. oh girl let's scream like she literally she didn't say you know she didn't go on a rant about how dumb systems are and things like that you know she just asked for the ceasefire like and was still just looked at as like all right girl well you violated your contract or whatever at, they as gave anti-semitic it. yeah yeah and it's like 
I just don't know how to separate. I know how to separate too many things. And I think that makes it hard for me to separate certain things. And so when I think about the way that people look at you when you're having any form of success or happiness, even like and how people just gravitate towards wanting to be kind of like against that. It just scares me. And I think about that all the time. Like you can you can do all of the right in the world, all of the good in the world. But the moment someone can, you know, something bad is said about you, someone goes, I knew it. And it's like, but why can't it be not that I I keep going back to the benefit of the doubt, but it's like, why can't we as humans like want better and 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 hope for better and try to go for better? And I think that's I keep getting lost in my language because I keep saying right or wrong. But that's how a lot of things are looked at. They're looked at plainly as like she's right or wrong. Like it's not a, you know, they could use some work or they need some more information or, you know, we need to do a better job of X, Y, Z. And I think that's why I just keep thinking about like, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to speak up or speak out because the moment I speak up and speak out, even if I am 100% right, that one person that might, you know, consider me wrong, they might have a point. And I would be interested in hearing that point. But all those people that said I'm right, they're going to want to attack that wrong person. And it's like, it shouldn't be an attack thing. It should be everything is information. Everything that, you know, I do in my life is information. When I get up and I try to figure out what I want to do today, that's information. The information I give on this show about, you know, black people in sign language or black people in tech or whatever. It's information. Like I just always want to people in sign language. <laughs> I just I try to stay in my lane. And so when I even mm-hmm. think about how you can stay in your lane and do a great job in your lane and move up, and people still want things from you outside of that. And it's like, even if I stayed in my lane, I could still be wrong. So it's like I don't even want to be caught going outside of my lane, whatever that is, because for me, I don't want people like how Dustin was joking about. Don't box me in about the TV uh, talk show or whatever. <laughs> don't box me in as far as what you expect from me. I want you to not expect anything from me. <laughs> like, that's really what I want. Like, like don't want shit from mm. me and be surprised and delighted every time I give you something. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I look. Yeah, that's how I, I look at I that's how you celebrities that don't that don't that don't talk a lot of shit like people that don't say a whole lot like I'm like I love the fact that they just offer us what they want to offer us and it's they usually work the art and keep it moving and keep it moving and if they want to support other endeavors outside of that you know they might do it quietly or we find out on the back end years later like oh they've been doing that and hopefully they ain't been doing the wrong thing usually it's the right thing so I feel like the quiet but you know powerful approach is always best so that's what I like to be. See, and this is why I love this conversation because we're technically taking three different positions. Mm-hmm. Dustin is like, I'm going to still push through in the industry and I'm going to be myself, say what I got to say and whatever happens, happens. Asante's like, I'm not saying shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't even want to play with, with the Palestine. industry. <laughs> That's what Fran said. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm not, you know what I remember? I'm like the backpack rapper. You know who the, that mm-hmm. hella talented backpack rapper that people were like, they could make it so big. Mm-hmm. You rap but they'd rather girl. be at the Bowery downtown. <laughs> Rapping about their community. Oh, wow. You know that we all know you didn't. We all know that person. So it's so interesting because I feel like we really do have three different positions. Because for me, a lot of why I never cared to push through in certain industries too far mm-hmm. is because I feel like I don't even have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. To figure out if they're like, what, where can I get if I'm myself? Where can I get if I'm not? Where, like, I got a small taste in the music industry of the power struggles that you have mm, to yeah, push up yeah. against. 
how much of that consumed my mind and didn't allow yeah. me to focus on the craft. Mm, yeah. And I was done. Because I was like, this just isn't built for the art. <laughs> it's a business at the end of the day. And there's so much more you have to give then mm-hmm. or rather, yeah, there's so much more that has to be taken from you before you can even give to your art. And so it just was very early on a game that I chose just not to really play. And and that yeah. kind of went across the board. Even on YouTube, I could have taken it. People like, you could have done this. You could have done that. I see what those other sides are and I have no interest. You could have done this. You could have done that. I see what a lot of those sides. I have no interest. Like I am okay with where my focus, like this month, the happiest I am is when I'm focused on me, mm-hmm, <laughs> my friends, mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind being the person that low, that low-key stays local. Like, mm-hmm. I think everyone has a different fight, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with gardening and starting a community program for how to make it how to create your own food (laughs) you know like i'm the backpack rapper (laughs) i love the can we just title the episode that because might as well i love the fact that like we even i think i just think that sometimes again zooming out is our friend right Mm -hmm. we're able to have a conversation like this at work Right. I think that that's a testament to being intentional with the choices that we've made professionally. Right. Um, this this show is why I will never. I love the friend zone, and it will always be the nucleus of everything that I do because mm-hmm. it's the reason why. Because of an established pattern of developing myself as a media personality on this show, by definition, our audience has gotten to know each one of our personalities through right. this, and we've been able to commodify our personalities professionally mm-hmm. that's the that is that is in such our own a ways blessing. our own terms and on our own terms which is why you've been you just got through speaking about being able to make certain choices like mm, i could have done this with my youtube channel but mm-hmm. i decided to go this way and you still right. found success right you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. it's so important that, for people to see that you don't have to play the game a quote, side unquote. that doesn't feel right to you like that's the bottom and I line. I just think that that is the lesson there, and I, I, I think that that is that is what is most important to focus on when it comes to that conversation about having a future in whatever your industry is. Being intentional—that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't want to be, you know, held to certain systemic, you know, criteria, then, then you don't put play in the, the game. work. You put in the work, though, that mm-hmm. it takes to be able to put, put in build a foundation for yourself where you don't have to play the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not something that comes for free. You have to work to create that. And I think mm-hmm. that as long as people stay focused on that. Yeah. yeah you know and what I'm saying? The last point too, I wanted to make, I saw someone tweet a couple months ago. I really wish I had screenshotted it, mm-hmm. but they were like in the fifties during the Montgomery boycotts, the mm-hmm. bus boycotts. Remember, um, they said that people who were boycotting the buses would literally beat the asses of the people that tried to get on the bus. I love it. So it was like by force. It was very much the physical manifestation of what people are doing now of you didn't post. Fuck you. I don't fuck with you. I don't stand with you. You know, you see people saying that. But in if real I didn't life. see, right. 
If I didn't see you talk about Palestine, that tells me who you are. Da, da, da. So this was like the physical version of that. You get on that bus, I'm fucking you up, you know. But it really but see, took- I understand that more. <laughs> but than it took I people do. getting <laughs> fucked up. It took that <laughs> level of like, no, like we are not fucking playing. The messaging We're not doing in that, that violence. But that's yes. what took had to take place for the boycott to be successful. So that's what got me thinking because I'm definitely on the side of if the person going to speak up, they're going to speak up. I'm not going to shame nobody. I'm not going to be like, if you didn't speak up, fuck you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak up because I want to speak up. I feel Mm -hmm. called to. That's me and mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do what you got to do. And that's going to give you the results that it's going to give you in your life. And my decisions are going to give me the results that it's going to give me in mine. That's just how it is. And so, but when I heard that tweet, it made me laugh because I'm like, but damn, that does seem valuable too. <laughs> so you want to go to the bus stop? Beating their asses <laughs> made them not get on that bus and made the damn boycott successful. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel you. I don't but, know. Uh... You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a part of me that's even torn. But I do think at the end of the day, what sucks, because it's like Asante was saying, he's scared. And we have to like understand that too. Like, Everything ain't just because you're like, fuck the boycott. Some shit is I got to get to work because I have a baby at home. Like people have their reasons. And I think that the end of the day, what bothers me the most, even most deaf, like getting at Drake and it becoming a viral thing. And now it's funny and fodder and da da da. We're all fighting each other over some shit we didn't even create to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the system is imploding as design and we're like doing the work for them of fighting and making fun of each other and pointing fingers and shaming. You didn't do this and you didn't do that. And then there's these white men at the top that are just like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. ha 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like, fuck, <laughs> yep. I'm fighting you over what you think and you fight me over what I think. And then this motherfucker's up here just like, yeah, exactly. And that's what fucks me up when I see people going hard at each other. So I say all that to say it just feels so fucking complicated because, yes, beat asses at the Montgomery bus boycott. But also, why are we fighting each other? This isn't ours to begin with. Thank you for whooping that ass. So that's why I think this is such a complex. It's layered. They had hard shoes in there's, the 50s, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the dog. The shoe there's, cobblers there's, in the 50s was using iron. There's so many conflicts happening at the same time. Outside of the, on a global scale, but even like Dustin was saying, on our own front doors, a lot of us don't even have the bandwidth for what our own lives are feeling like to really step into what the world is feeling like on a global scale half the days, you know, like most of us are just happy to have gotten up and had a decent fucking day where we ate food, you know, like, and slept and, and got a check somewhere so that we could pay when bills come. Like there's so much that humans are expected to deal with and reconcile with and juggle and stand on or not stand on but it's like god this is just exhausting sometimes it's exhausting because this is not by our design not us that's why a motherfucker can't tell me nothing about what i should and shouldn't be doing and none of that because of exactly you. what you just named I don't tell you. me shit i'm like they have Vera no Walker idea and- what you're fighting through on a regular basis and that's why i noticed <laughs> that my mental health this month was the best because i just like removed myself 
from all thoughts and percept, you know, how I'm being perceived. Like I just removed myself and just been at the gym, been in my kitchen cooking, <laughs> trying looking not to order good, off the app. What song is that? That's ain't that Lady Gaga fashion looking good, feeling hot. <laughs> You know, traveling to see my friends, spending time with their babies. Like, I'm, like, focused on the high saga, man. On the things that, like, feel good to me right now and are nourishing and sustaining, you know? As you should. Don't be letting these motherfuckers cloud your judgment. You are one of the most forthright principled people I've ever met. No, but no one's even clouding mine. It's just an observation, you know? It's an observation of what's happening online yeah. and in the world and seeing people fighting and it's just like damn man this is Where a do I crazy even start experience to help or try yeah. to help or whatever like yeah I get like it. not even knowing like i know a lot of people are just frozen they're like yep. frozen when their heart's not open yeah they're frozen everybody like, like they're frozen yeah like, it's like you don't know what to do and uh, and it's like a decision time. fatigue too like i don't know what to say not to say. it's a fatigue then there's point. always the option to shut the fuck up and I mean, inform yourself even those right? people inform yourself take the time Take that that motivation, that spirit that you have that that drives you to want to do something. Let that drive you to inform yourself so that you know what the best thing for you to do is. Figure it out. The more information you have, knowledge is, I know that that's really cliche, but knowledge truly is power. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And when you feel unsure about what to do or you, you feel like you may make a mistake and say the wrong thing, the best thing to do is inform yourself as best you can about all of this shit. So that whatever you say, at least you know what you're talking about. Whether people right. agree and with it or not, there. it's yeah. factual. Then they can debate all day about whether they agree or not. Right. I think it's important for people not to be moved by each other. Like when we look at each other as examples, it's not like we need to take each other as examples that need to be seen. Like I feel like examples that could be beneficial or could like could be, you know, I say that to say, friend, you know, you just talked about how you were able to finally like disconnect and things like that. There are people that are disconnected 24 seven. They don't know. They don't even know about oh, the wars. Right, they, yeah. don't know, they don't know that's <laughs> anything that's going on. Like Lil Wayne. And to be <laughs> to be honest, for me, there is something to that. Like, I feel like some people need to be disconnected because those people, especially like if you were Lil Wayne, it's dangerous to have that much influence and and to to connect and then spread your bullshit. So I -hmm. like the fact that certain people would be super disconnected. And I feel like when you meet someone and you're like, you don't know what's going on. Well, you should be doing it. Like, it's like. It's like, you don't know what's going on. I always think to myself, like, damn, like I always think it to myself because I don't want to like look at them and be like, damn, you should have all this trauma that I'm having right now. Like I always think to myself, like, damn, like it takes us like like I don't know if you're just, you know, Beyonce in your career right now because you don't even know what that person is going through. That person could have lost everything at an early age. And it's like, why the fuck should I connect to anything going on in this world? You just don't know what anybody's going through. So I've always learned to quietly respect everyone's you know view. And for the people that I don't necessarily respect, I don't necessarily need to engage in a negative way because I don't feel like that's beneficial. If I can engage in a constructive way, then yes. But just to be like, you're wrong and fuck you. It's like, unless you just abide a bitch on the street, you know, fun. <laughs> you know, like, outside of that. You're wrong and fuck you. <laughs> outside of that, I just don't like the fact that people use certain serious issues is like a playground and that's why it's hard for me that's why i'm always like i'm shutting the hell up because Man, i already see people keep it there 
I, there, there's been a few like right there, but you know, I didn't know if I wanted to leave with allegedly or just leave it alone. So I'm gonna just leave it alone. But um, yeah, I just feel like we all have these roles to play. Mm-hmm. I, we may not play them to the best of our abilities at all time, but I think that we could all just use a cup of, you know, we could all we could all play friends backpack rap every now and then. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being willing to share your honest thoughts on how to navigate, you know, the conflict that we're experiencing on a global scale and even just how that affects how you want to move through your dreams and your goals mm-hmm. and the plans that you might have, you know, for what you see for yourself. Cause it is something to think about. You really do have to consider, are you like, it, this even ties into Cat Williams where he was joking about like, <laughs> what some men were willing to do to get to where they needed to go. You know, it's like, yes, there are definitely going to be crossroads and going to look different for everybody. (laughs) Some people might be sucking a dick. Some people might be, don't speak on your community (laughs) because it doesn't, you know, because it conflicts with our interests, whatever your crossroads is, you know, for me in the industry, it was sexual. It was like, what you willing to do to get Mm -hmm. this album Mm -hmm. executive (laughs) produced or, you you know, so, yeah, so it's like no. you are going to hit a crossroads that's really going to tell you what you're made of. And that's in life, period. That's in the relationships you enter in. That's in your friendships, you know, and it's something that we have to be more mindful, I think, of the battles that everyone is playing with or the deck, I should say, that everyone's playing with because it's just hard and it's complicated, it's complex, it's loaded. And then at the same time, we're witnessing these kids just dealing with unfathomable experiences at the same time. It's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot to even try to wrap your brains around and us also feeling helpless. Like you post all the IGs, you do all the polls, you do all the things. And then the government is ignoring you. And then what, you know, what, and then what it's like, And then what? Yeah. You know, so thank you guys for sharing your thoughts on that. I really, like I said, everyone was focused on the funny side of the Drake commentary, but it was the part of him saying, what do you have to offer when the world is collapsed? You know, like that is what stood out to me and got me thinking just about what are you willing to give up for liberation? How far are you willing to put yourself on the line for liberation? And how does that affect how you move through the world? So those of you listening, I'm curious to how that fits in your narrative and just what you think. Let us know. Are you like me where you're like, fuck the industry? (laughs) I'm in my hammock. Are you like Asante where you're like, I'm just not going to say shit. Are you like Dustin where you're like, I'm going to do what I got to do. And what's Come going on, on with Let's these get going it on? <laughs> Staying out of it. Some of it. it in. All the enjoyment. <laughs> Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Renting from Newly lets you shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and completely expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff for occasions, trending going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans for just hanging around. They have sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. You'll get the chance to try out trending styles and colors and silhouettes, then send them back for something new. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent. 
for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. You'll have access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands, y'all. Plus, the best part, inclusive sizing up to 5X. That's incredible. And of course, they include petite and maternity. They have fast free shipping and returns, professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. So there's no laundry for you to worry about. And the option to buy what you love, sometimes up to 75% off. So renting from newly means getting to wear more while spending less. Curb that must buy something new feeling you get when there are events on the calendar while still feeling confident and excited about your wardrobe. There are no fees, no late fees, no damage fees or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button or you spill something or just need to take a break. Newly lets you love fashion in a way that's kinder to the planet. And the orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Clothes are clean using energy and water efficient methods and styles repaired rather than thrown out. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FRIEND. 20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FRIEND20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code FRIEND20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I'm in the zone. And that's it for this week's hot button conversation. Let's bring in Ooh. the wind chimes. That was good. I felt like old school friends. <laughs> so, have you guys ever heard of the Too Good to Go app? No. But it sounds like, like somewhere I belong. <laughs> <laughs> too good to go. So too good to go is an app that lets you rescue unsold food at your favorite restaurants from reaching oh. an untimely fate. That's how they okay. described it on the site. A dumpster so basically, diving app. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's an app that was created to help with food waste. So they are in partnership with restaurants, cafes, uh, supermarkets, 
Think of, I mean, I was reading that 80 million tons of food is thrown out every year. A lot of restaurants will have food that's perfectly fine, (laughs) but for liability issues, for legal issues, they can't just like hand it out on the street Mm -hmm. um, or even send it to shelters, which honestly makes no sense in my mind. Like, why can't we pass legislation? Like, what is, you know, I understand it has to do with like, airborne illnesses or whatever may happen from the food after it's leaves the restaurant. I understand Mm -hmm. the liability with that, right. Food handling and temperatures. Like there's a lot that I get that part, but there has to be systems put into place because it's just too much food waste for us. They said that's 149 billion meals a year that get tossed. So how many jobs could we create if we created a a government system, you know what I'm saying? To support all of this. Exactly. And it ties into this conversation we're having (sighs) in the hot button about collapsing empires. Everyone is stressed right now. Financially, the groceries we've talked about in numerous episodes, the inflation taking place, the average person doesn't even have the money to cover their expenses, even less to go get food. Right. So, This app, uh, you use the app to explore different stores and restaurants in your local area. And the way that it works is you don't exactly choose what you want, but it's almost like they call it a surprise bag. So they just kind of fill up the bag. It's a mystery box. Pretty much. It's a mystery box of their food. Actually, if you are interested in this app, you know what I suggest? Because I looked at it just to see out of curiosity. I went on Twitter I typed it into the browser. I just typed too good to go app and just saw what people were saying about it in their different cities. And it was actually really impressive. People were coming home with huge boxes of Krispy Kreme for $3. Other people were coming home with full (laughs) Indian platters for $5. Someone in the UK got a whole bag of groceries from Aldi's. So like, it really seems like an app that is. You, <laughs> I found are a you Krispy Kreme post. Yep. You saw the Krispy Kreme post. So I suggest you look through it if it's something you're considering. People really are happy with this app. Like it's not no bullshit. You'll see mm-hmm. one guy had like a whole uh, setup of groceries. He had bread, he got eggs, um, celery, milk. Yep, there we go. Asante just <laughs> literally pulled up the post. So Damn. I'd suggest if it's something that you're like, mm, I don't know. Definitely look on Twitter and see people's personal experiences with the app because it seems really positive. That's like good. around the globe too. Well, I shouldn't say around the globe because right now it's only available in the in uh, in Europe, in Canada, and here in the states. So hopefully, the more we make noise about it, the more successful it is. The more the more w- it is. exactly the more it'll be available worldwide. Because initially it was only restaurants. And then it, you know, increased to supermarkets. So obviously Mm -hmm. they're really uh, expanding their territory, which is incredible. I just think this is an amazing app. I love it. And do not feel embarrassed. Tell everybody about it. It's good if you need a little snack. It's good if you need groceries, if you need dinner for the night. And if you look at those tweets that I mentioned, people literally were like, I got all this for three dollars five dollars for two dollars <laughs> two pounds two, you right, should two feel pounds. smarter you should feel like you have the inside in you know what i'm right? saying this is 
you're ahead of the game with this. There's literally nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed At about. All. And these are no. restaurants that we frequent. It's not some random spot handing out food. It's like restaurants that we would frequent and probably yeah. be paying three and four times the price, you know? It's sophisticated so. looking. We need to bring back the days of sales and getting things on discount being top tier content <laughs> right. I feel like everyone's always thinking about shaming <laughs> yeah like everyone's always talking about luxury which we love you know there's a place for luxury but there mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with getting something for a, for a low especially a if price. it is to nourish your body some quality right? things for a quality price I don't see nothing I don't see no problems that's all I'm saying <laughs> and for me the the biggest sell for me was a supermarket option mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. crazy imagine getting a mixed bag of groceries for three dollars five dollars and like I said, if you look at the tweets, they didn't put no bullshit in there. I mean, this is coming from the supermarket. They're not going to give you bullshit. So if you've been trying to figure out how to save some money with your food uh, bill every month or just trying to figure out some way somehow to just like make your relationship with food these days a little bit easier on yourself. Definitely you check go. out the Too Good To Go app. It is incredible. Like I said, go on Twitter. You'll see the responses in real time. I have no relationship with this app. It's just something that actually I randomly looked up because my partner and I were at this local donut spot and we saw them at the end of the day because that's when we had gone. They were like putting all these donuts in a box. And my partner asked the owner, what are y'all going to do with all those donuts? He was like, we throw them out. And my partner said, y'all don't have some kind of partnership with like a school or a church or some kind of org where at the end of the day you can give, you know, give them to them. And the guy was like, no, like legally, it's just not something that we have figured out. And so that's what made me be like, there has to be an app or org or something. So I Googled it. Lo and behold, too good to go app came up. So I'm hoping that through us talking about this, right? I mean, genius, brilliant, life-saving. So, Mm -hmm. and I love that it's hitting the, you know, fighting food waste, but also helping people combat this crazy inflation and just the food shortages that we're going to head into with the weather changing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you were hitting me to check on me because you saw what was happening in Oregon the past week with the ice. Mm -hmm. Um, I never experienced no shit like this, even being from New York. The cold really didn't bother me because, I mean, New Yorkers, we're used to that shit. But the ice, it was like a literal ice cube outside. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say the entire street was an ice skating rink. People were skiing. People were, you couldn't leave your house. It was impossible. And they had to shut down everything. The schools were shut down. Supermarkets were only open for a couple hours. And then trying to figure out how to get to the supermarket, we were like holding each other's hands, sliding to the car. It was <laughs> never experienced no shit like that. It was Hell crazy. No. Uh, but uh, there was a records. lot of loss. <laughs> there was a lot of loss. I mean, it was a scary week. Yeah. Um, which is just, but to me, it was insight into this climate change shit. Because my neighbor even said, I ain't never seen nothing like that. Like, never, our whole lawns were frozen. Trees mm-hmm. were frozen. Back deck was frozen. Ooh. I had mm-hmm. never seen that. So, very, very crazy times. I um, used to, <clears throat> sorry, I used mm-hmm. to work in hospitality or in, in restaurants. And uh, 
I used to work for a particular restaurant. I don't want to name names. So I don't know if it was legal then or if it's not legal anymore or what. Mm-hmm. But they used to donate the food at the end. Uh, we used to donate the food oh, waste amen. at the end of the night to uh, like food, a food kitchen. It was like part of the mission. So mm-hmm. I'd always thought from that, like, because y'all know, like, I'm a dreamer and I always just be imagining the world being a better place. Mm-hmm. I'd always wish there was like a, a thing where at the end of the night where we would close, where we could like cook for the, uh, you know, homeless people or less fortunate or something like that. Like if there was like a last hour, you know, where they were to get rid oh, of like, you know, dope. prepared food or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for like family. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know how they do food kitchen early in the morning? Like, you know, I feel like there are people that be up late and they don't have nowhere to go and they don't have nothing to eat or anything mm-hmm. to do. It'd be dope if there was like, I don't want to say homeless hours, but like an hour of occupancy or a couple hours at the end of nights for people yeah. to go take showers at gyms or to go get something to eat at, you know, restaurants where they have food, you know, right. they got to get rid of or hotels, community hours, you know, just some, community certain hours. things mm-hmm. like that. Like I say, I'm a dreamer because I just feel like if the, if the human race all came together, we could be in space like people want to fucking be. But like mm-hmm. we have people literally outside on corners dying and we killing each other in different parts of the world. Like it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. I just always wish that there was something, uh, you know, as small as that to yeah. just feed people, put food in people's bellies as opposed to putting food out in wastelands for whatever reason. I mean, it's just so sad to think about how many people don't have food and then yes. these tons of like what? 80 million tons of food waste like that. When I read that stat, it like made my heart break. It makes you want to cry. It's just so devastating to think about. Even like with the conflict we've been talking about, seeing the videos of of kids not having food, like it's just, it's a lot. But I'm grateful to business people that are backpack rappers who create (laughs) apps like this, who are like, you know what? My mission it's not just how much money I can fucking hoard, <laughs> but what I can do to contribute to my community. And that's so dope. I'm thankful for people like that. And this app, I hope it gets bigger and bigger. And yes. I hope that you use it. You listening if you need it. I hope that you tell someone about it if you know they need it so that we can help this brand this brand get bigger and bigger. Because this is Too amazing fucking work. Too Good To Go app. Check it out. It's toogoodtogo.com if you want more information. And like I said, do not be embarrassed. Tell everybody. I love the people that were tweeting about it. One dude was, did you see the dude that was like, yo, I got a whole Indian platter. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was he was like, I'm lit. Like, I'm lit for work tonight. And he said he paid three bucks for it. Like, that made me happy that people were just like openly tweeting Absolutely. that. You know, we need that. That's how the world uh, can come together. So, too good to go app. That's it for this week's wellness segment. Mr. Music Man, what you got for us this week? Damn. I ain't heard that in so long. I know, so right? It's like, wow. It's been, it's been 84 years. <laughs> well, it is a great day to do the first segment of the Music Man back this year. Simply because I get to shout out my girl, Megan Thee Stallion. Uh-oh. We'll be dropping a new single on Friday. It is called oh, Hiss. Um, mm. I think that Megan The Stallion has just continued to top herself. I think I've talked about this last year, so I'm not going to bore you too much. I just wanted you all to be on the lookout. The Black Regina George has been having a great time as the uh, <laughs> the Mean Girls musical has been out, and she has she's her on the hit single rap. for the yes, her and Renee Rap. Shout out to Renee Rap. Uh, she's someone who I'd been seeing before. 
as she was on uh, one of the, she was on one of those TV shows. Uh, Jennifer Hudson when they were singing dangerously. Before love. that, before that, she was oh. on a TV show uh, like the I think was it like the Sex Lives of College Girls or something mm-hmm. like that. I think she was on there, and I saw on like Bravo Watch Happens Live the first time, and then from there, I just had been seeing her around, and I liked her vibe then. So it's crazy that I was just like, oh, I like that white girl vibe, and I actually see her, you know be somebody that I like more than that. So shout out to Renee Rapp. She also said, you know, mm-hmm. fuck Tory Lanez. So she's just on the right team. <laughs> she's doing the right things. Uh, just wanted to, talk, to start that off there. Um, outside of Megan The Stallion coming out with her new hot single, His, I wanted to just take a moment to transport you all back in time. It is 2024 today. But once upon a time, it was 2004. Do you remember Oof. any things that happened to you? Any any moments in time? Any things that you were doing in 2004? Without Graduated aging yourself. Graduated from college. Or I can't aging talk yourself. about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know that... Uh, 20 years. It was transformative. <laughs> I know that 2004 was one of the first years that I was legally driving. Um, I think I still had a learner at this wow. point, but I was legally driving. Um. And one of the records that I continued to play in my car in 2020, in 2004, was um, Trillville's Some Cut. Mm-hmm. Oh so, my God. The way my, the, way my, the, girl, the girl I live next door to me would play that shit every goddamn day. <laughs> so, what's the business, baby? Just for uh, history's sake, in 2004, um, this was actually in February, but it was 2004 nonetheless, because I, you know, I just wanted to get the year right. Um, the Kings of Kronk and BME Recordings present Trillville and Lil Scrappy released this. Uh, act, that was actually the name of the project. But uh, Trillville's Some Cut, which was uh, actually, I think I had it. I think I had this this uh, this project as I'm looking at the track list because Dookie Love was shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes. But um, <laughs> Dookie love was the shit. <laughs> yeah, that was a but do- um, Trueville had their first single was Never Ever in 2003. Yes. Oh wow! So to follow ever. up, never still ever. rings true, bitch nigga. You could never ever, ever, never, ever, ever get on my level, hoe. That was written by Jocelyn, wasn't it? <laughs> she well, I need to put that English on my then. gym playlist. <laughs> yeah. I just would like to note that Lil John, he produced this project. Lil John was having the time of his life in in these in the early 2000s and I guess he's still having the time of his life now just in mm-hmm. a different arena. He's just mm-hmm. like killing it with like the Miami Vegas EDM type music. He's just shutting shit down. Last year he DJ, I went to Vegas for New Year's Eve last year, not this year, but last year. 22 and 23, not 23 and 24. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Lil John was the DJ in Vegas. Oh, that's Vegas. so Ooh. fun. Then people was going crazy. Oh, and, you know, I the bet. clubs wow. have all the pyrotechnics and shit. So it was like, it was incredible. Ding, ding, Different ding, for ding, me, ding, ding. but I, yeah. Yep. It's actually really funny <laughs> to just think roll about with it. <laughs> now that I'm saying this out loud, like 20 years ago, he was, you know, the original, the, one of the founding fathers of the Kings of Crunk. And now he is just, I mean, the king of Lil EDM. Lil John been through a lot. He also was there. You know, he had a firsthand account when NeNe Leakes cut Star Jones out on The Apprentice. He was standing right there the whole time. The fact he that I didn't that. know if he was being serious. He saw that. I knew that. he was going somewhere crazy. 
I just didn't know that's where we were going. You know what other song too? You ain't gotta say too much. Probably looking your eyes. I can tell you wanna fuck. And you ain't gonna call me your boo just as bad as you wanna fuck. I wanna fuck. Oh my god, you take a light a candle. Get you in the places a light won't show. I take my time and do it slow. Can I light a candle? This is literally my college experience. Like, shout out to the DC girls that were in my dorm. Look, give give us another taste. What what else is on the mix, then, friend? Can I light a Oh, you said that, friend. (laughs) Wait, what else? I know you said Trill. Um, what else was out? <laughs> this was the same year that um, 2004 was the same year Kanye dropped the college dropout. Wow, changed um, my life. <laughs> For real. NERD's flyer Oh, yes, NERD. Now, I know y'all always we go to y'all really song when Kanye, honestly. I loved, I, I actually loved the college dropout. That this was when like, I was like peak hooked and steeped into Kanye West fandom. See, I was song. with a bunch of DC girls. So they mm. was not playing. They thought he was a. <laughs> 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 we got a picture. Text tie so he can beat that out. <laughs> Fran, what's the time? <laughs> I got you, don't worry. <laughs> oh, see, whenever I think of NERD, Flyer Die was such, it was such a hot time because that was when they dropped such She Wants to Move. Mm-hmm. And I just remember hey. that shit is hitting. And in the video, like the girl mm-hmm. dancing That's real hard that on the shit. That was my shit. I love Still. that song. She wants that was Shout as good Burrell, as Justin you Hitman, no. <laughs> so cool. Can I light a candle? <laughs> <laughs> in the place in the life show. Now I always, <laughs> I've always been very nosy, so that's why I, I, I mean, well, that wasn't why I found myself listening to this project, but it was just so funny that I was living in Atlanta and I was always on like Lil John and all that. But then I was listening to NERD with the alternative asses. And then Same. I was listening to Kanye with his up north ass. Like, mm-hmm. it was like my and musical cardigans. taste. <laughs> right. Love me, you love me. You know what else yeah. I was listening to with my neo soul self? You could be my soul sister. You remember Bilal? Bilal, Bilal. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> So that's me, the range, the range. I love Bilal. I love Bilal. That was me with my head wrap in my room, twisting my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Burning incense. Okay. Oh, my God. And he was like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. On a ground, oh, girl, you had to sing the song. Oh, I need to play that. I need to play that. I did some with today's segment because y'all are killing me. (laughs) You, I tell you, you taking me. He got a song called Fast Lane. That was my shit. Fast Lane by Bilal. That's my song for today. Let me pull it up right now. Not us playing Bilal today. (laughs) Look what you did, Asante. Well, well, hey, this will be a great time to go on ahead and parlay into the songs to play. Listen, you sure? You finished with you? Yeah. I just wanted to have a nostalgic moment. I wasn't going to go through a lot of artists. So now that I've only gone through like a couple, I got a couple more for later. So we could do this, you know, a couple times a month, maybe. I don't know. But a lot of music came out. Um, 
Actually, I'll give you a couple more artists from 2004 because I can always go, you know, 10 years, five years. Ruben Sutter ass. This is my, <laughs> this my sorry, sorry for 2004. 2004. That did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, this you is when Lil Wayne dropped it. the Carter. 2004. Give it up. Classic. 2024. The lead single was Bring It Back. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> he should do it. Yeah, he should not. <laughs> He should not. Let Wanye singing ass children do it. Wanye kid, he got some singing ass children. And they all named Wanye. That's crazy to me. That is insane. (laughs) That is so rude. That is insane. That is that. That they all can sing. It was worth it. Look, he said, "Look, you want the voice? (laughs) You taking the name too? Damn it! Okay, talking about systems." Yeah, he the grabbed, his, he grabbed himself by the balls and said, "Listen, mm-hmm. you the want the name." <laughs> but yes, let's move on to the list it's lately before I give Dustin too much more room to act the fool. Friend, I would know. I would love to know what you've been you listening know to. What I'm gonna play. Whether it's been over the break, <laughs> whether it was 2004 mm-hmm. when you was in your head rap. Yep. Please go ahead and play it for the people. We are playing Bilal <laughs> Soul Sister. Mm-hmm. Jack was playing, but Soul Sister, yo, that was ugh. That just took right. me back. That's what Choose I was at. Choose your barefoot in my fighter, Bilal or Fantasia on the live stage. Wow. That's no, a battle. You want a versus? Wow. A lot, who the best live yelling ass performer, Bilal or Fantasia? That's the only person I put up against. The person. <laughs> That's my only song for today. I'm gonna just leave it at that. All right, Dustin Ross, what you got for the people? Come on around the corner. We staying on Bilal, the firstborn second hey. album in 2001. This is Fast Lane featuring Jadakiss and Dr. Dre. <laughs> Drop 
Bilal. And it wouldn't Moon. be right. Wow. Y'all know I can't let this music man segment go by. My favorite, one of my very favorite, most favorite artists, I should say, Cash Dow. Uh, mm. Talented entertainer overall. Cash great Dow. actress. Great rapper. <laughs> she even sings. Uh, but she has a new I single called that. Power. Yeah, she has a new single called Power. And this is it, y'all. Katie, hey, look, I carried you bitches and snap back. You hoes even tired like one flat, going hard as a rock. Like it or not, if I jump on a track, then it will slap. You hoes give me too much to laugh at. Post a multiple pics with your one rap. Well, ain't that a bitch? You was pandemic rich. That's why you scream and bring Trump back. My diamonds the size of a humpback. 20 carats, I'm wetter than seven seas. Living rent free in your head between you and your friends. Hope it ain't one vacancy. How you move is a shame to me. If I was you, I'd be ashamed of me. Who the fuck is you, bitch? You ain't even got a name to me. And your man is a fan with no bag. How the fuck he claiming me? Bitches go cricket when cash come out. Your diamonds don't hit till a flash come out. I am that bitch for real, for real. Me know I look like a bill. Oh, you a bum and you look like you steal. Naturally pretty, got little second kill. One thing's for sure, two things for certain. I look the same in my pics and in person. Bitches is hating cause bitches ain't working. Fucking no niggas who pockets is hurting. I'm in my bag like bars, baby. Okay. Bars, 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 bars. Shout out to Cash Out. That's it for me this week, y'all. Damn. Also, look at my merch. New blue sun. This is the Andre, Andre. 3000 merch. It's yes. so nice too. Definitely Damn. support him. I bought his vinyl. I bought some merch. You know, we had to <laughs> do that for our brother. Clean sweep. Uh, <laughs> I was, I'm was looking like Christina Aguilera. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to go and keep that. Yeah. Um, also, one last thing to note from the throwback arena. Twister dropped his project Twister. back in 2004, Kamikaze. Oh, and, I thought you were saying mm-hmm. And on that project, <laughs> on, on that project was overnight celebrity. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <gasps> wow! Wow! Oh, you didn't think we can do it again, Twister. Something these souls are like Try whips, I know they like Twister, you told her right Make you a celebrity overnight Give you ice like Kobe, right We sorta like Kobe, right No way we mow them, right Make you a celebrity overnight Girl, I see you in the back of bottom jeans Chantilla on your back, I wanna know your name Girl, I'm just like to blow your brains Put you in a chameleon, no full range Still sexy with you smoke that flame Jerkin' like a chicken when you throw that thing She got me hotter than the oven the way that she talks So yeah, that's crazy um, oh, I love this segment this week 
Just a little something, something from the throwback that was on my spirit. So I figured, why not think about a couple of other things that happened? And I put that on the front end of this and Twister was on the back end. Now, for one of the last songs that I will be playing for this segment, there's an artist named 24K Golden. He has a song called Good Intentions, and there's a cool little visual for it. And um, this is how it goes. This just how it is, no more what it was Wake up, take a shower, then I roll myself a blunt If I'm being honest, I've been going through a rut Victim of my selfishness, is finally catching up Money over love, bitches doing drugs When you getting famous, they gon' shower you with love Copy, paste, compliments, don't mean a single one I'm addicted to attention, anything to catch a buzz Roses in the grass, holes up on the bus Good intentions till I started slipping up. Lust took over love. Now look at where we ended up. With the only one who really know me, blocking me for months. Lost a lot of friends. Happened all at once. How you call me brother? Then just leave me in the dust. Half of me won't fuck you up. The other half is crushed. And after all of that, somehow I'm still. That is 24K Golden. That was good intentions. Check him out. Listen to him. He's had music before. It's charted. It's been really dope. And I feel like this new project is going to be dope as well. And that does it for the Music Man segment. Now, Dustin Ross, please tell us what you've been watching because it is the TV Lens segment. Hey. I've been watching Peacock. And uh, they have a show on there called The Traders US. I have not watched previous seasons, so this is my first experience with The oh, Traders. I have seen people talking about yeah. it. Sari from Survivor that was on Big Brother was, uh, won the first season. Okay. Oh, that's the the, the she had the first season sh- of the US shortcut, version. right? Uh, no, no, she no, had, she was yeah. I know the older black about. woman with the braids. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I saw her in the interview. The one with the braids. Good for her. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I've been watching the Traders the US this season. I'm all caught up on the first yes. four episodes, and I was like, this is great casting because to be successful on the show, it's all about you know deceiving your fellow castmates and oh, kind of hiding in plain sight and lying. And of all the people from Bravo, they cast Phaedra Parks and Sheree Whitfield. Yep. <laughs> that feels loaded. So Great casting. <laughs> so um, I've been watching it. The show's incredible. It's so good. And then it's also good to see um, some talent that you may have been familiar with um, previously. Like, I didn't realize that Trishelle on Ugh. there was Trishelle from the real world yep. in Vegas. Trishelle. And she's on there being a Karen. She's yep. on there being a Karen on yep. the Traders. I she mean, started she was a all Karen this shit in her season back then. <laughs> yep. She got um uh peppermint. There's a girl on there named Peppermint. Drag Race. She got her kicked off, making <gasps> up lie, just made up a lie, straight up lie. No. I was like, this is crazy. Her and Peppermint was li- they were literally talking about their looks for the show and how they want to look good. And then uh she gonna tell Peppermint, Well, you know, if if I get killed, I know who killed me. And then Peppermint's like, ah, you know, calling her a traitor off rip. And I'm like, the show just got started. And she's like, she got so offended. I can't believe her. I was like, girl, uh, and so you she blown took that, 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 that assumed offense and, and she like parlayed it into making everybody think Peppermint was a traitor. And then Peppermint didn't help because Peppermint wasn't doing a, a great job defending herself yeah. at all. Oh, which I was surprised because you're supposed to know how to talk your way out of a situation, mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> off rip. She know she get my meaning, and so you know what I'm saying. Mama. Like I just was surprised, but I've been watching that. 
The Real Housewives of Potomac has had me cracking up. There was a preview for the next episode that comes on this Sunday where Ashley <laughs> reveals to the car <laughs> that her and Giselle are coming out with an athleisure line. Yeah. And Wendy busts out laughing. And she's like, you oh, and Giselle no. coming out with clothes? She- oh, no. That's crazy. There's one over here, too. It's goddamn silence. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said what I was about to say because I was really finna wear Ashley out. But yes, Potomac has been good. Uh, Married to Medicine is filming their reunion in two days. So, yeah, so you'll see, pay attention. You'll see a lot of the Married to Medicine cast doing New York press and shit Uh this week because they'll all be in town. Um, And the reunion will be filmed. I'm really looking forward to it. My boy Carlos King and Dr. Heavenly. Uh, review the episode of Married to Medicine every Monday at 7 p.m. They go live on YouTube for a review of the previous Sunday's episode. So check that out if you haven't been. You can find those episodes on Carlos's YouTube page as well as Dr. Heavenly's YouTube page. And you can also find, again, me and uh, Shameless Plug. You can also find <laughs> me and Carlos King's uh, YouTube recaps of Love and Marriage Huntsville on it's his fine. YouTube page as well. Thank you so much. Really exciting things coming from me and Kingdom Reign soon. So check that out. Um, But I am very much uh, enjoying the Traders U.S. And I think you guys should watch it as well. So we can talk about it. I've been watching. Yeah. I think I saw it might have been XT. I think was talking about it. I Mm -hmm. believe so. So I'll definitely check it out. Well, it's about liars successfully being a liar. And they got Larsa Pippen, Phaedra, and Sheree on there. Shame. So it's good. And Larsa brought her man. And he was the first one gone. I said, damn, that ain't that ain't doing do no help to dispel the rumors of you ruining <laughs> niggas' lives. He couldn't even make it through a murder mystery. I think you'll enjoy I think you'll enjoy it, Fran. What even if it's Alan Cumming in his um little short. Alan Cumming is funny faces. Yeah, he's the host and he is very <laughs> into said. his character. He's very <laughs> in character the entire time and I enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. I'll definitely um, check it out. Speaking of being in character, again, go see uh, Origin, the Ava DuVernay film. Go see, see it when you have an opportunity. Ingenue Ellis Taylor is one of the best actors I have ever seen Amazing. in my life. Period. Amazing. Since forever, too. Amazing. And I was having a conversation with Jade and Antoinette. Shout out to Antoinette. I was having a conversation with them, and I was like, you know, Ingenue Ellis, to me, is always going to be the lady from the Cox sisters movie. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up. <laughs> Antoinette and Jay will say, what, please, all the other shit she's been in. Like, how you just going to say that? What about Lovecraft Country? I'm like, that ain't nothing but nigga Potter. I don't care. Oh my God. Lovecraft Country ain't nothing but nigga Potter. <laughs> you are so ridiculous. And on that note, that's it for TV land. <laughs> and that means that that is how you end like that. Wow. That's it for this week's episode. That's for the people always. that made it to the end of the show. <laughs> oh, we should give them a, an emoji to, to tweet out. A they broom made it this far. and a crown. Because oh that's God. like ghetto brooms for <laughs> nigga Potter, Lovecraft Country. Put a broom Post and a crown that. emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Post that wow. whenever you're listening. But we love you so much. Thank you for hanging us. Hanging. Ooh, hanging us. Hanging with us oh. this week. Oh. We love you so much. Stay black and protect your magic. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye.